Hello, Waterloo Road fans. It's Tom here, your podcast host. Just popping in before we get going to tell you about our Patreon page. Patreon is, of course, a subscription service where you can get loads of extra stuff from Luke and myself, including uh, our writing of my old Waterloo Road fan fiction, um, our interviews, extended versions of those, um, our reviews of other school-based shows. We're currently running a poll to find out which new school-based show we should talk about. We, of course, have the Waterloo Road Awards. We will soon be doing Series 7 and, indeed, the Reboot Series in terms of awards. So there's loads of stuff coming on the Patreon very soon, and you can access all of it via patreon.com slash Pod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Georgia Leah, who you can find as the Avocado Bath on both Instagram and TikTok. Thank you to Emmy, to Tom Percival, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Natalie, who is on Instagram as Natalie the Book Reader. Thank you to Eliza, who is on Instagram at WaterlooXRoad underscore. Thank you to Lou Parsons, to Kat, to Eve, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Joe Buckle, to Benji Wordsworth, who would like to shout out manholecovers.co.uk slash shop. Thank you to Becky, to Claudia Graham, to Maddie, to Matthew Kumar, to Leah, Thank you to Helen, who you can find on Instagram at red.head.red. Thank you to Mel, to Joel, and finally, thank you to Lottie Smith. All of your support is much appreciated, and if you listening now would like to join the list of shoutouts, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. Now, without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson as we genuinely edge closer to Scotland. I've been saying it, I think, for about five weeks. Yeah, yeah my house is slightly closer to Scotland than yours is, so <laughs> if that's what you're discuss- discussing, then yes, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I am. Yeah, yeah we'll do the next one in Rose Hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's really pinpoint our geographic location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We just want to send a pin to all the listeners. <laughs> um, the I cannot believe we're back here. The, this the is previously so- on is doing so much heavy lifting for me, and even I remembered things that the show didn't. <laughs> so this is uh, the first episode of the old series we've recorded since well before Christmas. Yeah, because the new series happened. I was just editing episode twenty-eight, and the World Cup was still on. Yes, so that's that's where that was. <laughs> Yeah, because episode 26 came out and we were complaining about the England's... USA. USA game. Yeah. So, yeah. Our state of mind is that I barely remember that this show existed. Yes. We've watched a whole series of new Waterloo Roads since yeah. we last saw this. Yeah. And then, but again, if you were to just take eight weeks out and watch the previously on, you go, ah, Jez is still in this show. Yeah. <laughs> is this part of the previously on? Why, why don't you guys do what you're told? So why would his exit not be more cl- made well, clear? Well, it's weird because... The reason Jez is there is because they have to remind us about Zach and Jez because Zach's storyline relies on this. But the bit of the story it relies on is not that bit. No, no. It's the bit where he's being accused of being a perv. Yeah, yeah. So that's the bit that should be in the previously on. Yeah. Is the bit like you, in the last episode where he walks down the stairs and like Rona and Shona call him a perv. Yes. That's the bit that should have been in the previously on. But then um, it doesn't mean anything anyway because they're moving to Scotland. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's the asterisk by everything that is now happening, yeah. is that none of it matters because they're moving to Scotland. Yeah. So, uh, 
it starts with Scout planning for her wedding to Danilo, who is a refugee from Ukraine, um, who is seeking asylum. Scout's worrying about them being found out, but Scout's mum... I'm very confused about the level of access Scout's mum has to Scout. Yeah. Because we know she's living with a foster family, but she seems to just be able to arrange a visa scheme with her mum. In a few hours with a registrar, this Arvo. This Arvo. Arvo does not make sense as a shortened version of Afternoon. Well, so Arvo, it does, but it's Australian slang. Oh... As, as, you know, you know Australians. Everything ends in O. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's Australian slang. Yeah, don't get me stuck because I watch a lot of I watch a lot of cricket. There's a lot of Australian commentary, oh, and the, wo- the words they have for everything <laughs> yeah. drives me nuts. Yes, but no, my 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 late friend, film critic friend, who was Australian, would say Arvo all the time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I'll type it like in like Slack or like as a yeah. message to say I'll see this Arvo. Then they'll look at it and go, "That doesn't make sense." Yeah. Um. But no, Australians and Lisa Riley. They're, yeah. the, they're the groups that use Arvo. Um, so framed, though. <laughs> so then we, we see Grantley and Maggie uh, in bed together, and Grantley is apologising for his sexual shortcomings the night before. Okay, so what... How was this left in the other previous... It was just the idea that those two might be something, but it turns out at this point they go very quickly to being live-in <laughs> lovers. Yeah. I mean, I think it's implied that they went on a date and had one night together. Okay. Yeah. But they went on a date and it went well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she said, we're together at last. And then she says, I'm skipping the light, fantastic. The, un- the, the under figure here is, like, I'm so happy your wife finally yeah. died. Yeah. God, we've been waiting so long. Yeah, yeah. And is, is that Fleur's ashes that he covers with a pair of his pants? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not respectful, Grantley. <laughs> Do you know what's less respectful is jumping ahead to the end of the episode. What renews Grantley's sexual vigor is when he picks up the photo of his wife. He goes, actually, no, I want you to watch. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, I'll just watch. Um, <laughs> um, so we meet Danilo's brother, Yev, who has also had a wedding so that he could stay in the country. And he can't even remember the name of the woman he married. Yeah, these two characters are scripted explicitly like Nico Bellic from GTA 4. Oh, that is a reference I don't get. I'm sorry. I know. There'll be one gaming fan. <laughs> GTA 4 was a rather popular gaming title. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I, I, no, I believe that. But it's, it's very much that kind of what Westerners think, you know, refugees from Europe would speak mm. and talk like. Yeah, I don't know. I found it very cartoonish, this whole thing. Yeah, it was interesting to be in, in 2023 talking about a Ukrainian refugee yeah, storyline. Yeah. It's... It's come around. Yeah, it's just like every now and then you expect someone to say home country or the old country or something yeah. like that. They keep calling it the Ukraine as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I was like, <laughs> I wanted to pick that up, up, up on that and go, is that what people in Ukraine say? I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought it was something that, that we had always said and it was like a Soviet throwback and that we yeah, weren't supposed to say I it thought, anymore. Yeah, I like thought it, Kiev and Kiev. Yeah, because I thought it was a, a Soviet throwback in the fa- in the sense that it used to all be one block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be the Ukraine exactly. region. Yes, exactly. And then Ukraine became its own country. But if there's any, you know, we picked a, a wild time in geopolitical history to try to be <laughs> blindly into... So I'm assuming someone is upset with us. For, fortunately, the show it, 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 the show could have picked any country. It's not relevant to the plot, so we don't have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go into the politics of Ukraine, obviously. <laughs> but if we're going to spend... Sorry, a- it just seems like the sort of thing we might do. Yeah. But if we're going to spend a couple of minutes going, do they call it the Ukraine? Um, well, we've already Austra- offended the Australians, probably. Yeah. Somehow. Um, 
So, oh, one thing about, because we're back at, you know, um, uh, Scout's house. Yes. And obviously it's Waterloo Road, bad houses. It's, it's, it's a coded house, yeah. I want to I sit down. I want to do it. Let me do an interview. 60 uninterrupted minutes with the set designer. <laughs> yeah. Where I can just ask them the three random holes in the door. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? What is it supposed to say? Well, because you've got Scout and you've got a little boy. What are these three man fist holes supposed to suggest? What are they doing? What are they adding to the to the mise en scene? <laughs> Maybe they found a location and it just had that. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't dressed like that. So we find out that unbeknownst to Scout, um, her mom is getting five grand from Yev for the marriage. Yeah. Um, and she says if she doesn't get the money, she will get Scout to drop golden balls like a hot sausage roll. Yeah. Golden balls. I mean, we later find out about his football prowess, but at this point, the, all we've got to go on is that he's holding a football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, first of all, I know this This isn't a smart scheme run by smart people, no. but get the money up front. Yeah. If you're going to sell off your daughter, money yeah. up front. Um, yeah. That's not... <laughs> I was going to say, you're the one who's a parent of a daughter here. <laughs> and I would get the money up front. Um, <laughs> just money up front. I just, I, it's so stupid. Um, do you have thoughts about them installing metal detectors? Yes! <laughs> Why are they pretending it's new? All right, well, it's a new thing today. We're going to get metal detectors and a security guard. It's like, but this was... Why did you take them out? <laughs> so, yeah, Michael's big scheme is that they're going to have a day off timetable where they're doing anti-gang stuff. But he hasn't told any of the teachers, so the teachers have to riff anti-gang yeah. lessons. I don't. If you're going to do the initiative, it's a, it's a laudable initiative. To go, the school's got a gang problem, we'll do a day of anti-gang education. But that's only worth doing if you've been able to prep for it. And yeah, and then when you've got like your English teacher telling you about it, no, yeah. you, you know, you bring someone in. Yeah, yeah. You send them to a prison. Exactly. That's what they did. Exactly. That would exactly be the right thing to do. It's, um, yeah, it's deeply, deeply bizarre. Wasn't, didn't we find out that Tarek was actually one of the Bolton crew who were in the prison? He was at the prison that day. He was yeah. at the prison. Yeah. Nothing sticks with this boy, does it? Well, not Tarek, but the, <laughs> the actor playing Tarek um, was there that day. Um, no, it's kind of... Uh, so, <laughs> Michael announces to the staff that the LA are meeting to review the school, and even the staff are weary at the repeated storyline. <laughs> They're like, oh, not again. <laughs> No, I do like the fact that Grantly finally in this scene becomes the person to call out Michael who starts every day with a random new initiative. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael walks in and goes, we're going to go off timetable and we're going to do um, a bunch of uh, stuff about gangs. And Grantly's like, well, we have time to prepare for this. Yeah. He's like, no, of course yeah. you won't. Um, we meet the new guard. He's no security Dave, is he? No, he's barely a secure, yeah. secure at all. Insecurity Dave? Insecurity. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Um, Finn says that the rule about the phones is like a police state. I think it is. I, this is one thing that I found really difficult because phones at this point weren't necessarily like, I guess they were. It's 2012. I think they were. Because, yeah, I'm kind of projecting from my own school thing. But we weren't, we weren't our, our phones at school. And Scarlett, when she goes to school, they have to take their phones out of their bags and put them in a box that the teacher has all day and they pick them oh, up at the end of the day. That's interesting. Because they, well, they don't want them going off in a corner or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, because I feel like we were sort of in that sort of... We were in the hinterland, weren't we, where the rule when we first started was no phones at all. Yeah, yeah. Full blanket. But then while we were at school, I think it sort of became like an accepted thing that everyone was going to have them. Yeah, yeah. Which, was, is, which is the phase they're at here. They're, you know, because Michael's 
anyone who doesn't hand in a phone, he's actively quizzing them. Like, you must have a phone. Everyone's got a phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 2012, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. well, I'm looking at it from the perspective of when I first went to school, you had the little block phones. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, it was literally... <laughs> you're, you're Nokia 3510. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was call or text. Yeah. And it was in the front of my bag for if I was walking home, I needed or to Or you could occasionally phone. Bluetooth a clip from South Park to someone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the things that were Bluetooth. <laughs> the Tractor Boy. We've done this before, haven't the tra- we? We've done the Tractor we've, Boy. We've done Tractor Boy. Yeah, we've done the Tractor Boy. <laughs> That's the play song. <laughs> oh, internet culture of the noughties was so much better than internet culture now. Yeah, I know. Um, so Tom overhears Grantley and Maggie having a conversation about what happened the night before. And, Gra- and you know, Grantley's a bit worried about it to Tom. But Tom says, you know, Fleur wouldn't want you being on your own. And Grantley says she wouldn't want me turning into a gigolo either. <laughs> I don't think sleeping with one woman is makes you a gigolo. Uh, no, not, not from I, what I hear. No. <laughs> I was, yeah, that Richard Gere movie would be very dull. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> the thing that I found outrageous was the description that Tom used, which is, blimey, you don't let the grass grow. <laughs> evocative phrase isn't it because what he means is like oh your wife's barely buried you don't let the you grass, let grow, the grass on grow on her grave god yeah and Tom's yeah. hardly the, again he's, we, he's not one to talk is he <laughs> yeah in fairness if anyone's an expert on how long to wait yeah, yeah. it is Tom Clarkson um so Danilo's personality is being good at football yeah also, I so I because I looked at him and I made the little note joke that I do. I was like, "Oh, yeah. look, he's played by a thirty-year-old man." Yeah, and then I thought, "Let's check," and I couldn't find any verification of how old the actor is. It wasn't on his yes. IMDb or whatever. But I found it from an unsourced place that his birthday was in nineteen seventy-nine, which would make him thirty-three when yeah. this episode came out. <laughs> <laughs> questions. I have questions. Yeah. Um. Did you have a look at uh, Clarkson's team sheet? Yeah, he's he's no sweeper system. <laughs> that is a very modern four two three one. Is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Flat back four. Yeah, yeah. D- double pivot. <laughs> yeah. I guess the thing is though, it's when your star player is the striker, you need to have the bodies around the person. I guess the sweeper was covering for when they were weaker elsewhere. Well, uh, Danilo's not the not, he's not the striker. Denzel's the nine. Oh yeah. Danilo and Tarek are the wingers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Danilo and Tarek are the wingers. Phoenix has been benched and he's not happy about this. No. It's doubly embarrassing because Harley's in the starting 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where was Harley playing? Um, oh, I think he was one of the fullbacks. Oh, yeah, Harley was. Harley. Yeah. It's a very modern fullback, though, isn't he? Harley, yeah. little, little and quick. That's, yeah. a new, that's a new thing. Yeah, he's getting up and down, Harley is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You kind of associate Clarkson with having big fullbacks. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. Harley's making overlapping runs. Yeah. <laughs> now, I always remember that when we uh, went, made the jump to 11 aside, and then we had one of the players who was basically, he was quick. Mm. Um, so he he went at left back because yeah. it was like football uh, when you, and there was no left-footed players. Mm. So you had to have your best left-footed player. The one you had had to play further forward because mm. they could do something. And this little kid had no right left foot at yeah. all. Well, neither did I, and because I was slow and a bit rubbish, I got played at left back. Um, <laughs> right back. Right back is the safest position on the pitch to play. Yeah. Well, the thing is, my team had quite a good right back, so I think they were prioritised. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Tom says, we've never got this far in the cup. The cup. I love generic 
generic just, football stuff. It's the cup. This this cup rugby you've been a part of for so long, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the captain. He's the yeah. captain of the team. You know? What is he? He's 33 years yeah. old. <laughs> He's the ringer they've brought yeah. in. <laughs> You'd always do that on Sunday league. He's not. He's not 12. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the worst thing, especially for someone for whom puberty happened devastatingly yeah, yeah, yeah. late. It was like all, all of the sports I stopped doing was because everyone grew a foot yeah. and got faster. And I was there just like, no, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm still waiting to grow that foot. And yeah, I, I yeah. Um, Short men podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Dan Lowe's talking, about, talking to Scout about when one day he's going to play for City and he's going to have a hot tub full of women. Yeah, and you can be one of the women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But he also says you can bring your boyfriends. That, he's got some imagination, Dan yeah, yeah. he's, he's envisaging quite the life for himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, hot tub women. This is my visa wife from <laughs> when I was allegedly 17. <laughs> so we see uh, Kyle sneaking into the school um, past insecurity Dave. Um Michael still sort of saying no to Lorraine about the the, the school in Scotland. Um, and then this baffling sco- storyline with Zach, where he's still getting crap from people for his dad being a perv. So he decides he wants to be called Zach Brown, which was his mum's maiden name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if I'm, if I'm a Zach and I have an opportunity to change my name, yeah. you go Morris, right? Saved by the bell? No. You uncultured swine. Honestly, yeah. what did you spend your childhood doing? Not watching Saved by the Bell. Jesus Christ. I was reading books like a nerd. Yeah. That's, what, <laughs> that's what I did. See, I started doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas always... I now don't read books, I have too much TV to watch. Yeah, that, I, find, I found water cooler conversations gotten so much more challenging since I've started reading. Yeah. Because there are three or four shows everyone is talking about, and there are billions yeah. of books. Yeah. So, oh, Luke, what did you do? I was like, I sat and read. It was yeah. like, have I read the book? No, you haven't read yeah. the book. <laughs> um, Matt Wilding says one of the most chilling things that I've ever seen a white man like that say. What? Who's heard of gangster rap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh no. Who's heard of gangster rap? And can you explain yeah. it to me? <laughs> um. But then they're going to do an anti-gang rap, and I was thanking my stars at the end of the episode that, that never came back. Oh. <laughs> they do the nice little thing where they remember that Naz likes football. Yeah, they do. Yeah, she names some footballers. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Naz. Gerard, Lampard, and Torres are yeah. the three she goes for. Yeah, I, I don't reckon in, in the modern. I don't reckon um, uh, Clarkson would play those three together. <laughs> I reckon he, he wouldn't see Gerard and Lampard. So Tom Clarkson would not have played Gerard and Lampard together for as long as they would play together. No, no. No, no, he would have said there's not enough steel in that midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have gone to the 2010 World Cup. He'd play Barry, Barry as the hold. <laughs> Barry, oh He'd God. He'd play 4-3-3, Gareth Barry in the hold. Yeah. So in they're in like the a class and they're pairing up and Emily rushes to pair up with Danilo. Um, and then Scout reacts like jealously to this. Um... And Emily says, in front of Danilo, I could have him whenever I want. <laughs> he's right there. Yeah, he's literally there. I mean, it's like, he's like, I'm not a piece of meat. Yeah. It'd be like what you'd kind of, what you'd say to keep appearances. But deep in your heart, if a woman ever sat next to you and said that, you'd be like, oh, blimey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Just just to be wanted. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but Scout gets angry about this and says to Danilo, oh, you know our little thing we're doing? You can forget that. When did Em become this way? Why is she like this? I don't. She's just an agent of chaos. At least she's just not going to Scotland. Yeah. Um, so Eugene sneaks a phone into the school for Finn. And he says, you have to go further than tagging to be in the Murray set. Yeah, which he never does. So he, technically, legally, he's not in the Murray set because he hasn't gone further than tagging. Not at this point, but he does Molotov cocktail a garage later. Yeah, but like, <laughs> he's being handheld to it, isn't yeah. he? That, that, I, I think that's further than tagging, personally. <laughs> but like, you're a writer, right? So Allegedly. Apparently... <laughs> So if you write a 300-word piece yeah. and then an editor changes 250 words of it yeah. but you're, and it goes under, under your byline, do you consider that your, your work? No. No. Well, I wouldn't consider Finn's work monotoving. I think the court would consider it Finn's work. Yeah, but do, no one's <laughs> pressing charges. Yeah, that's it. No, yeah, no charges are pressed. Oh, God. So Kyle then tells Tarek that, you know, you need to make sure Naz isn't in your den because we need it as the base for the DSC. They're how, base for what? How, what do they do? <laughs> how serious are these gangs if they're going to use a child's play den as their base? I don't know what their operations are. What do they do? Yeah, other than just hanging, like, you know. There's a weird interaction where Kyle it has a, it speaks to Lorraine, because Lorraine's in to do some sort of masterclass thing. Um, and Kyle, like, steals her credit card, and we see that she has seen him do it. Um, and she's saying that, you know, I'm, I did this business where I, I was one of the original price comparison sites and I was able to, to sell it for 75 million. And then everyone shows up and sees that Kyle's there and this causes a, 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 a ruckus. Mm-hmm. And Lorraine points out that he's got her card and Michael restrains him and Kyle spits in his face. I think legally Michael is allowed to be beaten to a pulp, right? <laughs> he's not a student at that school. Well, he doesn't want to press charges. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Am I. Is it just like inflation brain gone mad? Because I went with Lorraine's hair, so I sold that business for £75 million. And then I was just thinking, so with that £75 million, you're going to build a school, yeah. um, run it, pay for it independently, and there's no profit that returns from any of this. She is um, she is starting a new, she has a new business in Glasgow. Oh, okay. Because she said last week um, she's opening the school near to where her new business is. That's why it's in Glasgow. Okay. So she is. She does have an on an on. Yeah, yeah. Because I was. So just, she's obviously used that money to start a new business, the, which is funding. Yeah, the yeah. Because I, I was like, you know, again, I would enjoy even one one percent of seventy five million. Yeah, pounds, don't yes. get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But I wouldn't try to use that money to build and establish a school and keep it running. No. So it also makes me think. I'm obviously this isn't what's going to happen. But I love the idea that you know um, Lorraine is like education washing some dirty yeah. deeds. <laughs> She's running yeah. bigbaps.eu <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. She's now in the running to buy Man United. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Insecurity Dave's brief time in the spotlight ends because he's leaving. Yeah. Because the invoice hasn't been paid. And then Dan, uh, Danilo, I'll call him Dan. Uh, <laughs> Danilo uh, calls his older brother and says, oh, you know, I think the wedding's off. I've messed it up with Scout. And then uh, Yev says... Uh, you know, you just have to make her believe that it's not a, a, like a scam thing and that it's a real wedding. Yeah. Um, and the, the reason he does, the way he does prove that to Scout is by reciting the facts he has learned as part of their scam. Yeah, yeah. You know, her favourite film's Twilight, her favourite book is To Kill a Mockingbird, which is why she's called Scout. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> I was like, To Kill a Mockingbird, what is this? 
Has that been mentioned before? Yeah, no, quite yeah. early. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think it was ever like clearly stated, but it was like, yeah. we knew she liked To Kill a Mockingbird, and that the, one of the main characters of that is called Scout, so it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> See, I've never, I've never read it. It's good. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird's good. I like To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, <laughs> hot take. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying to you, because there's a new play of it. Oh, sorry, very London anecdote. There's a new play of it. And I was like, oh, do you want to go? It's not, like, it's not that new. And then you were like, oh, yeah, yeah let's have a look. And then the prices were so extreme. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But you go to the theatre all the time. Where does your money come from? Not to see shows like that. Oh, okay. That's the difference. It's the, uh, yeah, the enormous difference in price. <laughs> so um, he says, you know, it's you I want, not a big house and a football career. She's like suspicious. You can have both. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's suspicious, but then he gives her this ring that, that you haven't given her. Um, and she's still conflicted. It, it doesn't, you know, end with her going, OMG, I love you, etc. Zach ha- hacking, in air quotes, yeah. hacking into the school system because Janice's password is Janice. Yeah. <laughs> you, we make that sound like that's ridiculous, but the other night at a work thing, someone had like abandoned us and they left their phone. We're like, oh, let's, you know, jokingly, let's try and get in. I was like, yeah. well, this is her birthday. And that was literally her passcode. <laughs> Like the thing is though, I think it's actually quite clever that the show does it because obviously the, the obvious crap password for her to have is is Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. And, and Zach tries that, um, but like having her own name is just worse than that. <laughs> it's like worse than it being password, yeah, yeah. or or it being Cheryl. Um, and then Zach changes his name to Brown on the register. Nothing comes of this. The the fact that the school is unsalvageable is when they go, like, look, Michael, you've done all this great work, but today a guy changed his name on one computer and thought that legally changed his second name. <laughs> you aren't educating anybody. So um, Lorraine is doing like a CV masterclass. Um, but in the background, Finn is texting Eugene about how, oh, we should trash this garage. Um, and Eugene responds, we should up the stakes. Yeah, I find it interesting in this scene um, Finn says something around the lines of oh it's great if you've got somewhere to go isn't it Yeah, as if Finn doesn't have very rich parents yeah they've um, they've forgotten that Finn yeah. is just a pupil at Waterloo they, Road they keep and it's like it's that weird thing when you're watching these episodes in the context of also the new show which uses the kind of social context as a backdrop to all of these problems yes. this one keeps trying to try and after the fact say Oh, so like the reason Finn is actually attracted to gangs is not because his girlfriend was a bit mean to him. It's because he has nowhere to go. But it's like, well, you've already established that he's yeah. rich, so he's fine. Like, and that could be potentially quite interesting because you know stories about people from underprivileged backgrounds going into gangs are very you know well trodden. Mm. But the prospect of a sort of you know a kid who's got a lot of advantages yeah. being seduced by gangs is potentially quite interesting. Yeah. Isn't that Green Street? Elijah Wood. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. Um, I haven't seen Green Street. I I love Green Street. I know, it's one of your films, isn't it? It is. I will defend it. I don't know if it's actually good, but I I love Green Street. I think the problem was, it was like like a required text if you went to an all-boys comprehensive in the mid-noughties. It never came like that for us. It was just Borat. Just Borat all of the time. I think Green Street was slightly before Borat, maybe. So I think Borat took over. Yeah, I guess because uh, our school, when you had that kind of, when it was mixed, not everyone had to be a chav. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the chavy kids loved loved Green Street. Yeah, Green Street three hundred chavy kids. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, we used to go on cinema trips to Truro where we'd go watch Hairspray. <laughs> no, that was not that was not my vibe. Um, very much my vibe now. <laughs> um, 
So uh, Phoenix sees Scout with her like ring and says she's being taken for a mug. And then in this class, he starts talking about how immigration is what causes gang problems. Yeah. Immigrants like this person I have a specific grievance with. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix then just says, I'm saying it how it is. And then he, why, la- he later does, becomes Tory party leader. Why does this show keep doing the immigration debate? but only ever does it through the prism of people with personal problems with each other <laughs> so that they never actually have the immigration debate in any meaningful yeah, way. Phoenix stands up. He just says says some well-trodden talking points from right-wing people. Yeah. Tom goes, a bit of extreme for you. No one challenges him on it. No, no. He doesn't challenge him on the merits of his argument. No. He just goes, oh, it's a bit extreme for you, isn't it, Phoenix? No. Look, I agree with you, Phoenix. You just can't say it. Um, In Nikki's classroom, uh, Michael says, oh, we've had to put a staff member on the gate and so we're having to double up some classes so Nikki's class gets loads of students piled into it there's not enough chairs Zach leads a revolt yeah. and Nikki is sort of you know stressed by this until the twins go all drill sergeant and calm the situation okay, down like, okay you and I have similar ages yes if you stood up right now and said Luke face the wall I just wouldn't do it yeah. you have no authority here yeah. but the school seems to think yeah yeah these two girls yelling at children their own age yeah, yeah, don't know why that works. Yeah, there was never a time when your classes were getting rowdy and one of the children went, hey, can we calm down, please? Yeah. Everyone listened to them. No, absolutely not. So uh, Michael is, has gone to the LA and he bursts into a meeting saying, you refuse to pay our security invoice and now yeah. the school's unsafe. And then he goes through a series of what he perceives to be success stories from the school. Um, Denzel, the backed Taylors, up, Scout. Like, not to be that person, backed up with no data. No. No evidence. It's like, oh... She plays guitar now. It's okay. <laughs> she's, she's also about to have a visa marriage. Yeah, yeah. It's very much because we've just watched the new series where Kim was hoisted by her own petard by Danny. Yeah. And then Michael goes and picks these three people, one of whom is in the cooler for being a racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One who plays a guitar stolen for her, uh, yeah. for her by that boy. Yeah. Um, he says he believes he can finish the job of turning this, this school around. He's been there like three months. Yeah. I, the show is like, I felt the show is gaslighting us into thinking that Michael is a bigger part of this school than he has been. But he's a super head on a super salary, remember? Yeah, but he's been a two... Like, if this was Jack Rimmer, four series D, <laughs> I'd be like, yes, I believe this speech. Um, but Lisa Riley turns up at the school, uh, says she's picking Scout up for the dentist. Um, Janice calls her a chav. Janice calls her a chav and lets her go. Yeah. Janice, of course, as a receptionist, would know the rules around whether Lisa Riley could take her child. That's a key thing for a school receptionist to know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say. But then also, Tom comes in and he goes, oh, Scout's not supposed to go home with her, Mum. All right, then. Yeah. Just waves it off. Yeah, no one seems to take any urgent action about yeah, yeah. this. Um, this case of child abduction yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. happened. <laughs> Which is something, when children are in the care system, people are increasingly alert of course they all are. of the time. Yeah, of course they are. Whatever totally. contact she may or may not have with her mum, they're yeah. very alert to the idea yeah. that people can come in and say, let's go here. Yeah. Um, so Trudy has stayed at home for the day um, because she can't face school uh, after you know her miscarriage and things that have happened to her. Um, and Naz explains to Sean that, that that's the reason. And she then goes to see Trudy who says she feels guilty about Finn. Um, but Sean rightly says that Finn is responsible for his own actions. Yes. He has not joined a gang because of you. He's joined a gang because he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, and she, Sean says, you know, you shouldn't throw away your education because of this. Yeah, because of a day. Yeah. So Lorraine finds Kyle lurking by the school gates. 
Kyle was just lurking just so he can have an argument with that woman. Yeah. There's no actual character purpose for Kyle to be there for yeah. the story at all. And then she then like tries to get through to him. We, we seem to be selling Lorraine as a sort of master manipulator, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. She hasn't successfully manipulated anyone yet. No. <laughs> I um, think she's, she, she never succeeds at manipulating anybody. Circumstances no. work in her favour. No. And then so she goes to talk to Michael about it. And, you know, sort of reprises Michael's point about there aren't failing uh, pupils, only failing teachers. Um, and they're talking about resources. And she says, you know, you have all the resources you need if you come to Scotland. Yeah. I was like, it, was, it was always like a comma, isn't it? You have all the resources, resources you need in, in Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be happy forever in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, Maggie has saved an extra large portion of lunch for Grantley. Ooh. And has also bought some sexy undergarments. Yes. That'll do it. Yes. Finn storms out of the football training. Um, I don't know. Is he unhappy with the system? Yeah, I, I guess. Oh, I think he's being misused. I didn't see him on the... Was he on the team sheet? Was it Finn who storms away from the football training? Or was it Felix? No, because Finn... So Finn then leaves. All right. And Danilo's obviously not there. And so Tom's and like Phoenix is like ready to step maybe in. Maybe Phil has been drafted in in Danilo's oh, absence. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, that's that's harsh for Phoenix. who was on the bench. And he, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they like loaned in a player from outside <laughs> on but, a short term deal. Yeah, but then, yeah, he, he had been done for racism. Yeah, but then so Tom's saying like, but Eddie Howe would have played it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to make decisions for on the football side. Oh, the football side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all all about the football for me. Um, so Phoenix is like, oh, I'm ready to step There's in. There's a Newcastle fan who listens to this because they're not quiet. They're going <laughs> to pop off. Yes. We get a tweet back that begins, how are they? Anything's better than my cash. Yeah, this will be the one week that Anton Deck listens to the podcast. Um, so yeah, Tom doesn't want Phoenix into the team because of the Do race. Do they listen to podcasts together? I hope so. <laughs> it's one of those things they must do everything as a pair. Yeah. It's like there's not a book recommendation that Ant can give Deck because they both <laughs> read them at the same time. Um, they have specially functioned AirPods, so yeah. they're just one <laughs> um, Yes. So uh, Tom doesn't want Phoenix in because of because of the racism. That's fine. Um, but Phoenix explains Fabio Capello, 2010. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand this. <laughs> so he, he explains, you know this situation and says she's marrying him. He seems to say that as if it's not a bombshell. Yeah. yeah. As if he doesn't expect Tom to go, wait, what? <laughs> um, oh yeah. For those two, they're, they're irrepressible chemistry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And all of the times we've seen them together. Yeah. <laughs> Tom is no stranger to, in, in, uh, to teen marriages though, is he? No, so. that's true. That's true. Um, so, uh, Grantley is doing his version of the gang lesson. Um, but he gives them a task to do and then goes into his store cupboard um, and calls the doctor to talk to them about problems in the bedroom department. None of this is relatable because he calls a doctor in the middle of the day and gets a receptionist who isn't telling him to call back tomorrow morning yeah. at eight. Essentially gives him a choice of doctors as well because he's talking about wanting a male doctor. What, what golden era is this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So they're at the uh, registry office um, for for this wedding. Is this the lo- one of the locations for a party from Waterloo Road Reunited? Do you know where be. Paul's drunk? Well, that was also a registry office wedding, wasn't it? Yes. So yes, maybe, it maybe it's also the same. Ah, oh. maybe it's the actual Rochdale registry office. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Can you fill the registry office? Um, I don't see why not. I don't know. I don't see why not. Or was it some kind of thing like when we were trying to do little 
stories in Bournemouth, around Bournemouth Uni, if you had your camera out every now and again, some Jobsworth police officer would come out and say, you need a permit to film here. When... And we just believed them. So yes. I believe all council ground <laughs> cannot be touched. It's, it's sacred ground. Um, so the registrar is trying to like catch them out to see if it's a real marriage. I'm so like, because you go, oh, you saw this film. Oh, wow. You've rehearsed those two answers. Fantastic. Just look at the situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's a child. The mother hasn't dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's low effort as scams go. There are no guests. Yeah, as scams go, it is absolutely so transparent. So they do the marriage, and then afterwards, Scout's saying, oh, you know, we weren't pretending, were we, Dan? And he says, "Uh, no, I can't lie to you anymore. It was all for the visa, and she slaps him. That's that's the end of things, really, isn't it? Um, Well, yeah. So we find out that that Yev has underpaid Lisa Riley and says, what are you going to do? Money up front. Very much proven. If you're going to do something illegal, money up front. And then Sean and Tom arrive and Sean talks to Scout while Tom goes to chase down the foreigners. (laughs) (laughs) My note is, what is Tom's end goal here when he chases them? Because, like, Tom is smaller than both of those men. He's... Yeah, love that. Yeah, I don't know what his end point is. Um, So... Scout's having a bad day. Absolutely. She's just been humiliated. Are, are you about to say I would walk her through a school in her wedding dress? Why do they walk <laughs> her through the school in a... What? Can you think of a more humiliating thing to do? No. If, maybe if they'd ask the students to line up either side of the corridor <laughs> and pelt her with fruit. Maybe that would have been more embarrassing. But this it's is up there. Just, yeah, Scout, you're 16 years old. You went to just go be part of a visa marriage. Yeah, let's walk you through the... Sc- oh... You take her straight back to her foster home. Of course you would. At the very least to get changed. Yeah. At the very, very least. Because she got changed. She didn't get changed at the school. Her school uniform was there yeah. at the venue. Yeah. Just bizarre. So Phoenix yells at her for being stupid, saying, if you're that gullible, you deserve everything you get. And Tom says to Phoenix, she's not as streetwise as you. <laughs> I think what he means is worldly. Worldly. <laughs> <laughs> Scout is very streetwise. Scout, we met Scout <laughs> running drugs for a drug dealer. Yeah, Scout's as streetwise as streetwise gets. Scout grew up by herself, raising her baby brother, yeah. and then was hustling money for her mother. Yeah. Yep, she's Just, as streetwise as they get. Phoenix's immediate response when his grandmother died was trying to bleach her body <laughs> down. Yeah, Phoenix went all Breaking Bad season one. It's a, an upcoming <laughs> Patreon special is to figure out who is the more ridiculous. <laughs> Scout or Phoenix. So Sean then says to Michael, you know, if they'd had their phones, yep. this might not have gone as That's far as it did. That's a ridiculous, ridiculous thing to say. Um, I, I guess their argument is that if they'd been able to phone them rather than having to physically race there first, they might have found some way to raise the alarm. Because famously, when you, so we were recently at your wedding. Yeah. Uh, did you have your phone in your pocket? Yeah, but it was a real wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Scout keeping her phone in that dress? Come on. I don't know. So um, Grantley is looking up um, erectile dysfunction pills and then he tries to hide it on his laptop from Tom, but closing his laptop puts it on the whiteboard. I did did laugh. It was was funny. The fact that it makes no sense doesn't stop me from laughing. Yeah. Um, And he, you know, says to Tom... It's a nice little throwback to episode one though, isn't it? A whiteboard in every classroom. Yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's whiteboard. Why we've been waiting for seven years. That's for the payoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Uh, Tom. Yeah. He says to Tom, I've never been with anyone other than Fleur. Um, 
And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it. And, and to- Tom says, don't be so hard on yourself. And Grantley does a great reaction face. <laughs> a great reaction face. Yeah. It's too pre-Watershed for them to be able to delve into the reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Grantley does the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be hard on myself. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe this is just a male thing, but we're, we're quite good friends, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. If either of us ever have erection problems... Let's just not mention it to one another. I think that's, that's, yeah. yeah. I definitely wouldn't mention it to colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> that's not yes. the... Because I guess, because these people don't exist outside of the world yeah. of this show. We yeah. always supposed to think that Grantley goes and sits still <laughs> and doesn't speak to her, doesn't have any friends other than Tom Clarkson. Yeah. You missed an opportunity to say you wouldn't bring it up. No. <laughs> I'm better than that, Tom. No, you are not. <laughs> Categorically. Yeah. No, you are not. So Tom says that in a groundbreaking thing that Grantley should just talk to his partner about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in that either. Bury it, bury it deep down. I'd rather See, talk- I'm not better than that, am I? <laughs> I'd rather talk to the partner about it than another bloke. <laughs> yeah. So um, Matt, Matt had mentioned to Sean earlier about Zach and the name. Yes. And Sean had said, oh, I'll talk to him about it. And then Matt says to Sean, have you had a chance to talk to Zach? And she says, oh, you know, I haven't had a chance. Things have been going on. And Matt says, oh, maybe, you know, you're too busy for him. And that's the problem. And I've just, I've just written, a girl got sold. <laughs> like, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> and it's clearly not the problem. The problem is that her, his dad was accused of mm. being a perm. And he didn't want the last name. Mm. Uh, somehow. Some, but it doesn't always, go anywhere, so it's fine. Yeah, they always find a way to, to blame the woman in this. Yeah. So Sean apologises to Zach, says, you know, you're not your, your dad, you're your own person. Um, and he confesses to hacking, quote-unquote, into the system. But Sean says, oh, no, don't worry, I'll just reverse it. Yeah. So that was entirely pointless. Cool. Um, so uh, we see Naz in the den, uh, in in the dark, bizarrely. Presumably there's a light in there. I do. Um, but she has to be in the dark to make it look like there's no one in there. Yeah, yeah, um, so Eugene and the gang uh, get Finn to throw a Molotov cocktail. I mean, it would be an extra in a show where I'm an unspeaking gang member in a hat. Yeah. <laughs> and a scarf pulled up to the yeah, nose. Yeah, for Waterloo Road Series 12, cast <laughs> us as extras, where we're just... We'd pass age-wise, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would. Yeah. <laughs> um, I look younger than that 35-year-old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not an upcoming football prodigy. No, well, no, absolutely not. Um, so they hear a scream from the garage um, and then Finn is like, oh gosh, there's someone in there. I have to go back. And Eugene's like, no, let them burn. <laughs> like, I think there's quite an escalation from sort of the bravado of being part of a teen gang to I am actually going to let someone burn in a garage. Yeah, because because we're given no scale for what this Yeah, exactly. exactly. We, we meet the Dale Gun crew. Yeah. Trashing a school that isn't gang activity. That's no. just youth vandalism. Yeah. So what you think is these are vandals? Yeah. But again, every now and again they'll just remember an episode of The Wire and they'll go, "Oh, we'll make Eugene our, you know, yeah. our Idris Elba character who is actually running a criminal empire through an entire city." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one thing, like you, because you know there are very, very brutal gangs of young men. Yeah. But you need, we need to know what the level of awful is yeah 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 but they, they do get hamstrung by the, the being pre-watershed yeah guess. yeah because he's just like run, run of the milk clubs yeah exactly um, and because they like bring in people like um, certainly like Finn who is just he's not a, a gang psycho he's just a common or garden slightly naughty kid yeah yeah um, it's good that they had a full fire blanket 
in the den right by the door, wasn't it? Yeah, it was useful. useful. Yeah, because we have blankets right here. Do you think this blanket would put out a fire? No. No, you'd have to have a specialist blanket, yes. but that was just, you know... Or it would have to at least be, like, quite a heavy-duty blanket. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a soft throw. Yeah. <laughs> you could do it with a throw. No. <laughs> so Finn says, you know, I can't... I can't leave it, so he gets Naz out. Um, and then Eugene threatens him, says, you'll get yours. And then Tarek shows up, and all of the gang members just appear from bushes, yeah. like they were all there watching. Yeah, yeah. And then the, there's a song called Black Flags... Mm. As the gang sort of battle lines this are drawn. This ends here. It's so sad, isn't yeah. it? It's just, and because the show is without any humour, you can't look at this as a bunch of 16-year-olds about to have a little bit of a scuffle. Well, that's the thing. Because that's what it is. Because in every time this has happened throughout the whole series while they've been doing this storyline, when an adult appears, yeah. everything stops. Yeah. So you wonder how serious it could ever have got. Because like, if, if you and if, I went out right now and tried to intervene in actual gang activity, yeah. they would just beat us up. Yes. Or tell us to run away. Yes. But it's just a teacher turns up and this ends. Yeah. So how serious are yeah. these games? It happened with Chalky earlier in the series. It happens with Michael Michael and uh, Trudy show up here. It happens in the next episode when Tom and Tom shows up. Yeah. Like, it happens all the time. And it's it's ridiculous because we, we do not know how serious we're supposed to take these gangs. So, Scout's talking to her mum, challenges her, um, and the mum says, oh, you know, it was supposed to be easy money. It's a tough world, and we've got to take what we can. Always great to hear Scout say care. Cur. Love it. Um, Scout says that her mum's really selfish, and she never wants to see her again, and she leaves. Uh, Maggie and Grantley are talking, and uh, Maggie says, you know, I understand. It's too soon after Fleur, and I apologise for pressurising you. And then Grantley sort of puts the picture of Fleur on his on the table, face down. And then Maggie says, oh no, don't shut her out of your life. And they have a little cuddle and he puts the picture back up. And suddenly... He he does the f- a face. Yeah, yeah. Soldiers are at the gate. Yes, yeah. Um, so again, maybe, yeah, there's a disturbing side story to this. It's, uh, what's disturbing is that he stands up and she visibly shifts her eyes... <laughs> <laughs> to crotch level yeah. and sort of licks her lips slightly. Mr. Burgundy, you have a massive erection. Oh my god. Oh, it's my god. It was it was troubling. It was troubling. Why? Why do you hate the idea of old people having sex and being happy, Tom? I I don't want Waterloo Road to feature women looking at erections. I'm not bothered about their age. <laughs> <laughs> so Phoenix says sorry to Scout. Um and Scout has called the police. Um and they show up. Uh, Danilo is trying to apologise, saying he made the wrong choice. Um, and he says, you know, you were a good friend to me, Scout. The Phoenix apology is just like how bad this show is. Because it's just, he just turns up. It's like the ending of a school play written by 12-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Where he just comes up and he just calmly just goes, I was wrong. This is why I was wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgive you. Let's yeah. hug. It's yeah. just like this... Because it's not based on anything. It's based on ending the plot and nothing yeah. else, right? So you yeah. don't get to have, like, character moments. You know, Felix, this, you know, it could bring up a lot of things for him. I don't know. Yeah. But because these people don't exist as characters, no. they're props in the story. Um, so Lisa Riley's being taken away. And she's, Thank God. And she's yeah, yelling down, oh, teachers, grass is more like, you're worse than social workers. What does that mean? Because social workers are terrible. Yeah. But They're the worst people. But it's like, it's really odd that they wait until like seven series in for them to like, that feels like the end of like an episode one, which is like, oh my God, you teachers, you get too involved. And it's like, yeah, that's the mantra of this show is the teachers are yeah. taking care of their kids. 
But they just throw it in at the end going, teachers, you're yeah, rubbish. In this case, Scout show, shouts up and says, you know, I, they didn't grasp it was me. I grasped on you. So Michael's back at the LA. Um, Alan at the council, who I'd forgotten, incidentally. I was editing episode 28 just before we came here. Mm. I'd forgotten that he's Shelby's, Roxanne Pallet's dad. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Roxanne Pallet's dad in the show. Oh, y- y- yes. <laughs> I'd forgotten that we'd seen him in the previous episode. Yeah. I thought he was being introduced here. I wish he'd been in the previous episode, to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that does make sense. So he says uh, they are recommending that the school be closed and they've sent their decision to the Secretary of State to go. To go. He would just categorise it. <laughs> um, and then uh, Michael is drinking whiskey in his office. How many malts? How many malts? We don't know. Single, double, quadruple. Um, and then he sees Lorraine's card and we see him phoning her. And that's where the episode finishes. Yes, but it's not. Because we're back to the great world of next time trailers. Oh, I've missed it, you know. Talking about the new series. And, and this is a next time trailer. This is, yeah. <laughs> you just like, Ronan, a crossbow, an end of year party. School's closing. Uh, oh. It's, it's full People on. People are being threatened to be thrown off car parks. Oh, oh everything is in yeah, this next time what, trailer. What a return for the next time trailer genre. Yes, absolutely. Um... What did you think of this episode? Oh, this uh, this whole show is rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I feel like watching the new show has really put in stark relief for you. Yeah. How you how, feel about the old show. Just how bad it became. Because like, I don't think the new show is any great shakes, but at least it's kind of a coherent television show where it has... It's it's the broad. It uses a broader context to tell its stories. Yeah. This is just random itemized. That's it. I think weirdness. that's. I think that's the difference. Is that what we're watching in series seven is a soap. Yeah. What we're watching in series eleven yeah. is a um, a drama series. It's, yeah. it's made to be a seven episode drama series. Yeah. And it and it for the most part starts and pays off its storylines within that seven episode run. Yeah. Rather than paying stuff off in a couple of episodes to start something new and going on. And yeah, on yeah. And, on. and it's just like yeah, because it's just. All of the characters, yes, they have the, the children have problems. That's fine, but they have one problem each, which yes. they work through throughout the show. Yes, Scout, drug runner. Yeah, um, ch- brother runs away. Child bride. Child bride. It's just insane, yeah. and it's not based on anything. It's just one week we just turn up, and Scout starts it in a wedding dress yeah. <laughs> to marry someone. It's yeah. not based on anything. No, it's really annoying. No, um, play out song. Uh- the gang lineup song from the end. I don't think that's suitable. <laughs> Why not? I just if there's any two people more far more removed from gang culture, it's <laughs> you and I. I don't know, it's alright. <laughs>